Right, are you in Psalm 23? Yeah. Um, at the beginning of 2023, uh, lots of my prophetic friends around the world were saying 2023 is going to be a Psalm 23 kind of year. And uh, I think they were pretty accurate. I don't know about you, shall I read it? Here it goes. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Come on, you know it well. I think there was an emphasis on God is good, but also right in the middle of a God is good psalm, you get verse four. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And it is amazing as you listen to Christians around the world, 2023 was really tough. Anybody find 2023 tough? Yeah, I found it a bit tough. Uh, <laughs> but we're still here. We're, God's still good, amen? He sandwiches it between, I'm your shepherd, don't worry about this. And at the end of it, you still get to be with me. But in the middle, there's some valleys, there's some shadows, there's some times when the rod and the staff guide you. You ever seen a shepherd rod, uh, uh, um, uh, guide a sheep with a rod? You know, sometimes it's a bit of a... You know, a bit of a thwack, not that way, this way. And, uh, and so it's been tough. But here's uh, what these friends are saying now. And I'm just using this by way of introduction because it just lines up with something that's been going on in me for a while. And they're saying this, Psalm, uh, 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 2023 was a Psalm 23 year. 2024 is going to be a Psalm 24 year. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world and all who live in it. For he founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters. In other words, God's got this. He's got everything, right? And, and then there's a bit on purity. And I would say, God the judge is still at work. Now don't be scared of that. When, when, when your father... Can you just take it down a little bit, um, Aaron, please? It's just feeding back a wee bit. I'd rather put it close. Thanks, mate. Um, when your loving father is the judge, you know that what you're going to get is justice. Yes, yes. When your loving father is willing to take the punishment for you, you know you're going to get mercy and justice. Amen. Amen. So don't fear when God says judgment. Judgment to the Christian is this. I'm cleaning you up. I'm making you stronger. I'm going to make all this better. Usually it's things you are hurting yourself and don't even know it. Let's make you stronger. Let's make you better, right? It's not the punishment of heaven. It's the provision of heaven when God comes along. So I don't know about you. I have, I have no problem saying, God, judge me, assess me, examine me. See if there's any way that offends you and clean me and strengthen me and grace me and pick me up and come on. Most of you know, you don't need the devil. We have enough problem with what goes on in our own minds, right? So God, would you straighten out the stinking thinking? Yes. So, so it goes into this, who can ascend 
the hill of the Lord. Everybody say ascend. There's a word going around the world right now with prophetic figures. And they're saying it's time to ascend. In order for us to go further, we've got to go higher. Higher in our prayer life, higher in our understanding of God's word, higher in our intimacy, higher in our purity, higher in the strength of our intercession. Does anybody feel it? That uh, to, to get further what we've done in the past, we can't simply repeat that. It has to be something more. Yeah. And, and anybody inside like me cry, so God help me. Right, because some of you think, well, I can't do more. But as, as oh, I don't I remember who did this word. But listen, it's not about trying harder; it's about trying higher. Amen. There's a grace from heaven coming to lift us. Yeah. Whose prayer life needs lifting? Whose disciplines before God need lifting? Whose internals need lifting? Well, listen, I've discovered this: if God says it. It's because he's got to empower it and grace us for it. Amen. Never fear the commands of heaven. They always come with the power of heaven. So who may ascend the hill of the Lord? Who can stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart. Who does not lift up his soul to an idol or swear by what is false. There's a great cleansing going on in the body of Christ right now. He will receive blessing from the Lord. This is why. And vindication from God his saviour. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, O God of Jacob. And then it gets to the culmination. And this is, this is where a lot believe God has been leading the body of Christ through a very painful cleansing 2023. I believe we're coming to... There is always a reason why God cleanses. I believe we're coming to the reason for his cleansing. And it's this. Lift up your heads, O you gates. Be lifted up, you ancient doors. Why? That the King of glory may come in. Amen. Who's the King of glory? The guys inside shout. And then here comes the, the response. The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. And, and it's talking to you. Lift up your heads, O you gates. Lift them up, you ancient doors. That the King of glory may come in. Who is he, this King of glory? The Lord Almighty. He is the King of glory. Why, 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 why the Psalm 23 year? Why the cleansing? Why the darkness? Why the sense of the earth is the Lord's and everything in it? He's capable of anything. He owns everything. And then he comes right down to us and says, So listen, if you're going to ascend, you need to be clean. We can't ascend with a fluffy gospel. We ascend with true grace that deals with our true grind. Right? Why? Because the King of Glory wants to come in. What, what, what's that? Is, that? is that fluffy clouds? No, the King of Glory is, right, now I'm coming to sort it out. Now I'm coming to save that spouse. Now I'm coming to heal that chronic condition. Now I'm coming to straighten out that mental illness. Now I'm coming to, to begin. Who needs a work of revival in Hull, right? Who, who, who needs a sense of God moving in our schools and on our streets and in our local government? Who needs a sense of God moving in the place of work amongst our neighbours? I don't know about you. I'm still longing for God to move in this region and transform lives. Amen? Amen. Do we have a church in here today? Yes, yes, yes. That's a good response. <laughs> <laughs> wow, church. 
God wants to come and move in our homes and in our lives. You can almost sense the gates of glory opening. God's up to something. Amen. Let's just pray for a moment about this, shall we? Holy Spirit, would you come and flood this room right now? I know lots of people are full of turkey and full of Christmas. But Lord God, I believe you're calling us to lift our heads that the King of Glory may come in. Not into a church building as such, but into the temple of who we are, our homes, our families, our bodies, our children, our grandchildren. Our mental health, our finances, our hopes and dreams. God, I ask today that you would help us to lift our heads. That you would sweep into this region. God, restore to hearts in this place. Things that you have seeded before, but they've been buried under layers of weariness and battle. The seeds of revival. Some of you got into the jobs you got into because of revival. I don't by that mean good church services. I mean society impacted by the kingdom of God. Some of you are here because of those dreams of God moving. He put them in your heart. But you know it's often the contrast of a rise shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen on you that contrasting next line see darkness is over the earth and thick darkness is over the people but the Lord rises on you anybody here need the Lord to rise on them come on there's grace in the room Holy Spirit flood this room flood this room with your grace flood this room God, we don't need a religious service. We need a prayer meeting. God, we need our hearts to be warmed and stirred by all that you are. So I pray, God, in these next few moments that you would stir our hearts. Stir our hearts. Lift our heads. Those who are bowed down and weary, lift our heads. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Wow. Anybody battle weary? (laughs) We have a God who lifts us. That's how powerful his love is. Amen. Amen. Just when you think you're not worthy of any more, he lifts you. That's our God. And so... Let's try for a moment to lift our heads a little. Is that all right? Yes. Um, Mark chapter 5. Oh, come on, Bible. My pages are turning slowly. Mark 5, and we've got the woman that pushed through in verse 30. Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. 
He turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? You know the one, the woman with the issue of blood is pressing through the crowd. You see the people crowding against you, his disciple answered, and yet you ask, who touched me? In other words, there's loads of people touching you. But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet, trembling with fear, and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be free from your suffering. Wow. While Jesus was still speaking, some men came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue ruler. Your daughter is dead, they said. Why bother the teacher anymore? So this is a second thing now. Ignoring what they said, Jesus told the synagogue ruler, don't be afraid. Just believe. Amen. Everybody say, just believe. Just believe. Say, your faith has healed you. Your faith has healed you. Say, your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you well. Faith. Faith, it's, it's how we think about life and God and what is going on in our world. How's your faith this morning? Because that's what lift your head means. There's only one way the King of Glory is going to come into the gate of your life. And it's when you lift your eyes in faith and see God for who He really is. Lift up your heads, holy gates, that the King of Glory may come in. And then a room go, who's the King of Glory? Because it's been a hard journey. It's been a valley of darkness. It's been time with few answers sometimes the loudest narrative in your life is I'm tired come on somebody you're looking at me like none of you ever say this you're making this very normal guy I feel very lonely up here no Jared we live in sinless perfection we know exactly who God is we know exactly what's going on there's nothing wrong in our lives God answers all of our prayers on time according to our agenda not according to his no Jared we're absolutely fine well okay let me tell you where I'm at I get knackered I wonder where he is I wonder what's going on anybody like me I, if, if, if I'm awake for 12 hours, I spend four of them feeling like a mighty man of God. Yes. And we won't go into the other eight, did I do my maths right? <laughs> Has anybody noticed that your feelings go up and down? Yes. And it doesn't matter how long you've been doing this, you still believe them. When you're rotten, when you feel rotten, you think you're rotten. When you feel good, you feel for a moment. Oh, if only I could feel like this all the time. And all it takes is a pizza to change everything. <laughs> all, it ta- all it takes is one phone call from, I don't know, your son, your mum, your... No, not you, mum, no. <laughs> all, all it takes... It's an example, mother. All it, all it takes is that look to ruin my day. a peaceful life but your peace is disturbed so quickly why because our heads are bowed down so easily how did Jesus lie with his head on a pillow in the middle of a storm not caring one moment his emotions were completely unaffected by the circumstance somehow his head even though his body was on a storm in earth his head was lifted into the heavens and so the king of glory lived in him lift up your heads who too the Lord strong and mighty let me add to it to help you know what it means the Lord strong and mighty on your behalf. Amen. Amen. 
The God who is looking after you. The God whose miracle power is not theory for someone else. It is not merely the miraculous power of God for a crusade in Africa. It is God for you and for your bills and for your children when they're messing up and for your parents when they're messing up. And when everything's going wrong, God is in heaven going, I ain't going wrong. I'm not stressing. I'm not shaking. Lift up your heads over your gate. Why, what will that do? The King of Glory will come in. The inference here is, daughter, your faith has made you well. The inference is, daughter, if you did not have faith, you would not be well. English crowds go very quiet when you preach the Bible. We won't say, Sarah, Sarah. Whatever will be, will be. If it happened, it must have been God. That is terrible theology. Yes, yes. It is immature and it is removing the responsibility from our own hearts. Mm-hmm. You have a responsibility yes. to believe. Yes. And it will transform your life. What will it do? Let's put it together with the song. If you lift your heads, the King of Glory will come to you. Amen. If you lift your heads in 2024, the King of Glory will come to you. Amen. If you lift your head in 2024, the King of Glory will come to you. But I'm weary and I'm bowed down. Brilliant. Excellent. That's exactly where God finds most of us. Amen? Amen. I get bowed down several times a day. Here's what I've discovered. When I wash in the Word... My head is lifted again. When I fill the metaphorical sink with the verses of heaven. And I wash myself again. And I remember that he loves me. And that he's for me. And I realise I have to ask myself like the children of Israel. Whose report will you believe? What narrative will you believe? What is the truth? Forget the facts. What is the truth? The truth is he loves me. The truth is he's for me. The truth is I will get through this. Because I am special. No, because he is special. Because his grace is enough. Because he is stronger than my circumstance. And the louder your flesh shouts, the louder your spirit must trumpet. Let the king of glory come in. Let the king of glory come in. Amen. Your faith, your perspective, The narrative you believe about life has the possibility to make you well or keep you sick. And I'm using that in every stretchy sense of that word, okay? The narrative that you... Now you might go, well, Jared, we know it isn't instantaneous. I know. I've got conditions in my body that I've had 25 years. Isn't that real life? Right? So what do you do? Yeah, but I'm holding my gaze on him till he comes through. And I have no idea. I don't think it's him. I think it's probably me. But even me lifting my head is a work of his grace. Right? And so I'm going to hold his gaze until he comes through. What I'm not going to do is change God's word to fit my circumstance. That's bad theology. That's people that don't read the Bible do that. God made me sick. Read the book, dipstick, right? <laughs> he is the healer. Yes. But my body's breaking down. Yeah, well, you know, that sometimes happens with age. I keep noticing I have to go back to the opticians like way too... 
Don't you think it's a money racketing scheme? They just tell me every time, no, you're seeing even less, and they want how much for a pair of glasses? And what's the cheapest? Can I strap a couple of bottle bottoms to my face instead? 400 quid for a pair of glasses? Are you kidding me? Go to Specsavers, they're not 400 quid. So our bodies are breaking down, but you don't stop saying, but my youth is renewed like the eagles. In other words, I'm going to keep it as strong as I can keep it. I'm going to keep this heart as happy as I can keep it. Even if I'm limping, I'm dancing in my limping. I'm going to keep going. I might not be perfect, but he is. And I'm going to draw all the perfection I can into my heart. Even if my body is in a prison, my heart is going to be free and in heaven. Uh, Did any of you see the interview with my locked-in friend, David Hazeldean? His, his brother was the director of The Shack, you know, the movie. And so a wonderful Christian man woke up uh, December 2019, just before lockdown. The only thing he could move was his eyelids. And they brought him an alphabet board so that he could begin to communicate. And slowly but slowly, how do you have the strength to endure? And he endured some dark times. We're all going to endure dark times, right? But how do you keep bouncing back to joy when your body's not cooperating, when your mind is not cooperating? Somehow, I don't know about you, how do do you find this? A little bit like David who kind of stood aside and said, Bless the Lord, oh my son. Come on, Cooper. Put your faith in him. He forgives all your sins. He heals all your diseases. Stop believing yourself and start talking to yourself. I trust him. What does it do? It lifts our heads. And there's just the possibility that a river that trickles from the very throne of God might just splash onto the aching desert land of your life. If you just lift. I mean, blind Bartimaeus sat. Was he the one outside Jericho? I'm winging it now. I think he was. And he's sitting there and he's blind. He's an outcast. He's going to be poor. And he he hears Jesus going past. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Come on. Sometimes you get so down you can't imagine lifting your head. I'm encouraging you today. Lift your head. You don't know what I'm going to say. No, I really don't. But God does. And I know this. I mean, I've heard horror story after horror story in my life from around the world. And I found this. If you can just find the ability to lift your head a millimetre, he will lift it the rest of the way. If you just begin to cooperate, even if you get your hands to half mass, he'll get you all the way, right? If you just begin to worship in the midst of your blindness and say... Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Now, there must have been something in his theology that knew that there had been a shout at Jericho a long, long time ago and it changed something in the heavenlies. Somebody somewhere before, after 40 years of failure and wandering in the desert land, they decided to shout in trust and faith to God and God did a miracle. They were lifting their heads in the middle of difficult circumstances. And so blind Bartimaeus does the same. And he lifts his head. He said, God, you... They don't teach this in university. They won't. (laughs) You won't learn this in sociology, no. You won't find this on social media, no, you won't. There's lots of places you can stick your eyes in your eyes that will just pull them down. And you afterwards, even though... 
psychologically you might have had a hit of I managed to distract myself for some moments you feel worse than when you started mm-hmm. there are so many places we go to for comfort and truth and they give us comfort for a moment but not enough power to walk in God yes. sometimes they pull us right down but if we lift our heads you know just 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 20 minutes fiddling around the book of Psalms I did, I did it yesterday. I, I, I was like, oh, God. You know, what pizza have I eaten? So I just, I went, I, I, anybody else like the Psalms? I went to the Psalms and I, and I, and I, I started at, at the back because I normally start at the front. So I, I, Psalm 149 and verse 5, sorry, verse 4. And I just read it for... It says, for he enjoys his faithful lovers. And I had to stop there. And I started scribbling on my Bible. Bibles are for scribbling. They're not for ornamental use. (laughs) They're for study. Why? Because they lift your head that the king of glory may come in. That's what happens. Right? And so I wrote next to it. God speaking to me. Imagine doing this with your Bible. I've given you a tip here now. It says, for he enjoys his faithful lovers. Then I wrote next to it what God would say to me from that verse. Jared, I enjoy you. Amen. Now here's the thing. Most of us don't even enjoy ourselves. It's healing. When the maker of the universe goes, I enjoy you. You you might want to smile a bit broader. You might want to lift your head. And the next line says, He adorns the humble with his beauty. I adorn you with beauty. And I looked in the mirror and I admitted that God was right. I am beautiful. Amen. Come on, men, tell the woman next to you, I am beautiful. Go on and say that. And then the next line he says, I'm reading the Passion Translation, that's why it's longer than every other. Um, He loves to give them the victory. Do you know that God is not begrudging with victory? He loves to give you victory in life. Joy, peace, love, and paid off bills, and the job you need, and your kids coming right. Your church coming right. He loves to give you victory. Amen. He loves you, he likes you, he wants you, he adorns you. And, and then I went on and it was scribble after scribble. His godly lovers triumph in the glory of God. <laughs> then I started to do it to more and more. Uh, uh, the, the, the psalm before it says he anoints his people with strength and authority showing his great favour to all his godly lovers God wants to show you great favour in 2024 mm-hmm. yeah, yes. God I'm still tired from 2023 season change season change lift your heads that the king of glory may come in amen if we lift our heads we look with the eyes of faith or you could just say look with the eyes of God 
who is much less shaken by the circumstances than we are. And something begins to happen in our lives. Amen? Amen. Hebrews 11 verse 6 says what? Without faith it's impossible to please God. As we mix faith into everything, into our family life, into our television watching, into our reading, into our jobs, what happens is the joy of God begins to flood our lives. (laughs) Joy inexpressible and full of glory, it says. And so... As we lift our heads in faith, the King of Glory comes in, right? So where does faith come from? Romans 10 verse 17, faith comes from hearing and hearing the word. Have you, have you caught on yet that I'm still talking about falling in love with the Bible? Yeah. And going anywhere else. Fall in love with the, with the Bible. Colossians 3.16, let the word of God dwell in you richly. Psalm 119 verse 10, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. You've got a sin problem. Okay, here's what to do. Don't fight the sin problem. Eat the Bible solution. Right? What is your sin How is it being used to comfort you and keep you from the things of heaven? Most sin, some greater theologian than me said this once, is man trying to find comfort in something other than God himself. The more we fall in love with God, the more our sins fall away like autumn leaves. The more we lift our heads and look to him, the more that we know we are loved, the less we look to other places for love and comfort in life. Oh, don't you wish that the Bible was a swimming pool and you could just dive in and saturate your entire being in truth and all that stinking thinking was washed away and you thought, oh God, I'm just thinking like you. I'm reasoning like you. I'm working stuff out and reckoning like you. God, if only I could think your thoughts. I could do your deeds. Wow, it would be incredible. How do you do that? Faith comes from hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. And we'll fall in love with the Bible. And 2024 will be extraordinary. Why? Because it will lift your heads that the King of glory may come in. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Ephesians 5.26 talks about being washed with the word, being sanctified by the washing of the word. And then anybody need a bit of fresh fire in their lives? <laughs> That's always good. Uh, Luke 24. The resurrected Jesus is walking along the road with a couple of disciples. And... Uh, you know what happens. They talk, he explains things from the scriptures and then they sit down and break bread and give thanks. And Luke 24, verse 31, then their eyes were opened and they recognized him and then he disappeared. Wow. Verse 32, they asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us when he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? Who's missing the burn? The burn is in the Bible. The burn when those verses 
seep off the page into your soul. And you know, actually, between the page and my heart, there is another being. The Holy Spirit stirring and speaking in my heart. As we go into this year ahead, let the Bible cause a burning in your heart. Sometimes we're looking for church to do something for us that only we can do for ourselves. If you don't have a Bible, we'll give you a Bible. But learn to open the Scriptures. Just, it's not quantity, it's the quality. Just let them suck into you. And, and start with dealing with Humanity's number one problem. We don't know that we are loved. We don't understand how obsessed he is with us. We haven't yet grasped. He only made you to love you. And if we grasp even just that, I believe we would heal more than half of the issues in our lives. Just knowing it's one of the names of God. The God who sees me. I'm not invisible. He sees me. In the coming year, open the word and let it dwell in you richly. Amen. Scribble all over it. Reinterpret every verse you read to ask What is this saying to me? Because I'm reading it as if it's, well, it's just something David has said about God or God would say to David or Solomon would say to this one or Moses would say to that one. If you took every verse in the Bible and said, what is it saying to me? Your life would be transformed. Your head would be lifted. The King of Glory would come in. God, I pray that you would, through your word, put a spirit of faith in us in the coming year. A spirit of faith that is ready for miracles again. Lord, we thank you for the miracle of this place. We thank you for uh, deaf ears opened last year. We thank you for even the dead were raised last year. God, we ask for greater miracles in 2024. Amen. We ask you to do remarkable things in our homes. We ask not for just a community and a church family and a and a project here. But God, we ask for our homes. There's such an emphasis right now around the world. God's saying, a lot of the next thing he wants to do is in homes, not in church buildings. God, let our homes be little temples all over the region. Little temples of your glory. God, I know that you want to meet people in their dreams, in their beds. What does summers become? A lonely place or a troublesome place or a worrisome place could actually become a tent of meeting and glory. Would you do that? Would you turn our beds into tents of meeting with you? Tents of friendship with God? Tents of dreams from heaven? God, those, those eight hours at night, let them not be filled with worry and sleeplessness, insomnia and other things. God, we ask you, flood that time 
with encounters with you. God, the dusty Bible on the on the nightstand next to our bed. God, I pray that we would, would dust them off. That we'd open them up. That we'd get a pen. That we'd not be precious and, uh, and, and, and ornamental about it. But instead, we would let the Word of God dwell in us richly. That we'd fall in love with the study of your Word. Not because the study of your Word is an aim in and of itself. But because it lifts our heads. And so shalom and goodness and mercy floods our lives because we open the gates to the King of glory. God, I pray for everyone here. God, our thinking and the narrative we tell ourselves about life and church and destiny and friendship and approval and disapproval and rejection and God, transform the narrative, I pray. I believe so many of us will be shocked the day we get to heaven and we realise we thought so much stuff that was nonsense and we designed our lives around it. God, I pray that you would lift us to a new place of loved and kept and held and yes, imperfect, but perfectly forgiven. Perfectly able to be used by God perfectly able to be enjoyed by God. The kindness of God reaches us. The goodness of God carries us. And God, I pray that in 2024, we would make room for you in our lives. We would make room for you in our minds. We would make room for you in our hearts in Jesus' name. Coming in, brothers. You found you want to come back up? We're going we're gonna to worship in a moment. Oh, Jesus. Let's just stand together for a moment as we go into worship. Just close your eyes a moment longer. Jesus. 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 Make room for you. Do you ever um, do you ever end up sat in school next to the smelly boy? Come on, anybody? I did. Well, if you if you can't remember that, it means you were the smelly boy. <laughs> you ever met a teenager that hasn't learned to use deodorant yet? Come on, you're all looking at me like, have I gone too unholy for a moment? God's real, right? You don't know where I'm going with it. Is that what you're worried about? Yeah, well, I would worry if I... When you meet someone smelly, what's gone wrong? They don't know how to apply the deodorant. That's a good one. Yeah. Don't know how to wash. Don't know how to apply the deodorant. Don't know how to wash. No one told them. No one told them. No one told them. No one told them. Now, where was mum and dad going? You stink. You can't go out like that. You will not have friends. Right. Somebody's teeth are falling apart. They've not learned how to brush their teeth. Somebody doesn't have shalom, peace, nothing broken, nothing missing. If someone doesn't have that, they are full of anxiety and disjointedness inside. 
There's all kinds of things that could happen that we could say cause that. But what's the solution? Jesus. Yes. How do you apply Jesus? His word. I want to pray as we as we finish that just like a young man needs to learn to apply deodorant and plenty of it, that we would learn how to apply the word. Applying the word to your life is something that we do, that we have to learn. Yes. And if we don't, we will wonder why some in the room have peace and some don't. Yes. It comes from the word. And I know there are times, I know this as much as anyone. There are times when you have to apply it strictly and thickly and continuously to get through harsh seasons of life. Yes. Yes. So I'm not belittling that in any way. But listen. The only solution is to go deeper. Don't give up on him. God, I ask for this group, this family, that we would learn how to apply your word this year. Amen. That it would not be a mystery or just like, you know, that the boredom would be lifted off the word and we would learn how to get in. Let it be like a present we can open and enjoy and not feel stifled and kept from or that it's too much for us. And Father, I pray especially for those that don't like reading and struggle with reading and things like dyslexia. Father God, I pray for an anointing on this house to enjoy and apply and study and go deep into your word, knowing that this is not simply a thing of discipline, but rather it will bring such joy and shalom in our families and in our hearts and in our ways of thinking if we learn to apply your word. Father, so would you just download a practical wisdom on us that we'd find those little ways to dig into your word like never before because our lives dance on the dance floor of your word. So Lord God, put that strength under our feet, we pray. Let us make room for you yes. in Jesus name Amen. Jesus. Amen. let's sing this together